You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Business partnerships, like a marriage. It's pretty easy getting into one, not so easy getting out of one. What are the really important things to know about partner buy-ins and partner buyouts? Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Mike Ryan. Mike founded Medical Mergers Group in 1991 and has helped thousands of medical practices improve their operations, determine the market value of their practice, and guide them through the journey of a merger or acquisition. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today. Mike, why are partnerships so common? I've always heard that any two idiots can get married, so I assume that any two idiot doctors can hook up. (laughs) That is a great thing. But, you know, in today's, things have really changed in the last 10 years. And what you're seeing is a trend towards partnerships. There's no question. And it's one, of course, a standard of living, you know, to have another doctor there for, you know, to cover for you. But it's also the infrastructure costs of a practice today. The support staff you need is incredible. It's it's gotten out of control. The billing alone is just, just so much effort. Mike, I have a partnership. We are very different human beings. My partner is a workaholic and uh, and has no clue about running the business, has no idea what money's coming in or what money's going out. And I, on the other hand, am stuck kind of running the business and seeing less patients. So I'm kind of lucky in that we complement each other and that our strengths lie in different areas. But I think that's kind of the minority. We didn't know that going into it kind of like a marriage. You have no idea what the other person's going to be like until you're six months in. So how does one find a partner that they're compatible with without misrepresenting themselves? <laughs> kind of like dating. I had a doctor tell me one time, and I, I didn't have a partner for years. I started the firm in 91 and, and did not have a partner and swore I never would. And now I do have a partner in the firm, which has just been incredibly successful for me to, to add a partner. They say behind every good medical merger guy is a good partner. It is. And, you know, but I, I remember one time I was doing an evaluation for a doctor, and the doctor said, my, you know, I was, I was talking to him. He was just such a great guy and a sharp businessman. And he's an older gentleman, been in practice forever. And he told me, he said, you know, it is just like a marriage. But he goes, look at your marriage. He goes, you know, yeah, can you live without, you can't live without her. And it is a good partnership, the marriage that you're in. But in bringing a partner into your practice, it's just like a marriage, you know. You, right, isn't one enough? Who needs I know, who needs the headache of two marriages? When you have one at night and you need one during the day, it's it's exhausting. Yeah, I used to I used to say shoot the partner was the old joke, don't get a partner. And and everybody used that was kind of the old saying. There's also another joke, what do you do when you see your partner in the backyard staggering? Yeah. You reload. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But today's market has changed, and for a solo doctor to have a viable business is so difficult. You really need you need size, you need substance. And and truly, this is a case where adding a partner, it's not really 2 plus 2 equals 4. It truly is 2 plus 2 equals 5, because as you grow, you can add more services, you have more substance to your to your practice. It doesn't depend just on you. The practice and business is more viable. So it, it makes a lot of sense to add that extra partner. And, you know, the more you have, you know, I have a practice right now that I'm working with that's $20 million in sales and incredibly profitable. They're, they're specialists. Private equity funds and funds, and there's so many 
groups out there that would love to to purchase that because it doesn't depend on just one doctor. It depends on this group of doctors. Right. So I, I wasn't aware that private equity firms bought physicians groups, but I guess they're looking for anything that throws off cash. This is a scenario at $20 million in sales. So I'm not going to get the Blackstone group to buy my uh, three-doctor group. No, absolutely can't not. can let go of that fantasy. <laughs> Mike, you talk about increasing the size of the practice, and you, but you've been talking about adding partners. What about just adding physician extenders, physician assistants, nurse practitioners? They increase the size of the group, and you don't have to add a partner. You're just adding an employee. Absolutely, and that's a great point. It will increase your margin substantially. It will make the practice less dependent on you. Again, standard of living, but forget about standard of living. If you go to sell and all you have is you to sell and you want to retire, it's hard to sell that. The problem is I, I pay my employees too much. And so uh, there's no money left at the end of the day because I actually don't like exploiting other providers so that they're paid so well that it doesn't really increase my take-home pay, but that's another story. That's my problem. Mike, let's say I am a physician. I am 30 years old. I'm fresh out of residency. A group has wooed me to join them, and they are a three-physician group, and they have $2 million in revenue. They want me to buy into their practice. What is a fair buy-in value? And should I have to buy in? You know, How do I know if I'm buying into a viable business? It could be a sham. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's why I do worry, especially about doctors, at that 30, 35-year range. And they're typically about 35 when they buy in for the first time. A couple things you can do. One is go to work for that practice for a little bit. Kind of get your feet wet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's very common. You go in there for a year or two and make sure you gel because once you're in there as an owner, you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm leaving. You know, you committed. The second thing is to make sure, you know, that it's not a, not some kind of scam is we do the a ton of these very quick valuations for 750 We call it a level one. That's all you need. And we go in and look at this, what we call the target practice. That's a great idea. I never thought of a young doctor hiring, kind of like having a mechanic look at a used car before he buys it. Oh, that's exactly what it is, to say, hey, what are you getting into? And then we educate the doctor, the the 35-year-old doctor, and we say, hey, you know, here's what you're buying. Here's kind of basically the multiples, the range. And now it's just up to you. You're you're paying a fair price to go into this practice. Now the key for you is the chemistry there. Do you do you gel with these people? Right. That's hard for you to figure out. And I can't answer that. You are not on the ground. Yeah, it's up to that doctor to say, Hey, these guys are not only do do these guys you know, I really know these guys, I like these guys, I wanna be part of that practice, but it's also geographically in the right area. Because once you commit as an owner you can't move a practice from Los Angeles and say, no, I think I want to live in Texas. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. I'm talking today with Mike Ryan, founder of Medical Mergers Group. We're trying to figure out the appropriate buy-in to a practice. And now let's talk about buyouts. Mike, I'm 45. I want to get out of my practice. I've had enough. I want to break up with my partner. What do I do? Yes. First of all, whenever you go into a partnership, and this applies to every business, and frankly, in, in the business I'm in, I have a partner in, in my firm. 
you always want to have a good buy-sell agreement in place up front, and your attorney, respective attorney, can easily handle that for you. Right. I know I have one sitting somewhere. I haven't looked at it to see what I get paid if I want to leave. There's some magic number in that buy-sell agreement that if I want out, I have to be paid a certain amount of money? Absolutely. It's a very quick way to what I would call divorce. Because let's face it, it, it happens. Right. Does she have to honor it? I mean, can I walk up to her tomorrow and say, I want a divorce, give me a million dollars? Yes. It's it's not quite that simple, but there's, you know, there's language in there to divorce quickly. But generally what we find is I definitely have a ton of partners that don't get along. This is really a true scenario. I had three psychiatrists that couldn't get along. I was like, guys... You're coming to me for help. I, you know, I'm not sure. I... You know the old joke: uh, How many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> what is that one? One, but the light bulb really has to want to change. <laughs> yeah, there you go. These guys couldn't get along. So what I did is I just went in and said, "Guys, here's, you know, one was going to leave. He said I can't take it anymore, and we just go in very quick valuation, and we said they looked at us, said, "Hey, guys, hey, you know, Mike and medical mergers, go in." For 750, we just valued that one person's piece of the practice, and they just bought him out and move on. The best thing, if you're getting in a dispute in in a partnership, buy each other out and move on, because odds are it's not going to improve. What about that stuff called debt? Let's say the practice has debt. Can you get your partner to take over the debt, or do you have to kind of pay your part of the debt before you get out? No, that's a that's a great question because. Every practice has a value. Forget about debt for a minute. Let's say the value of a practice is, just to make up numbers, is a million dollars. But you have $500,000 in debt. So the buyout isn't a million dollars. It's one million minus 500,000. The buyout is. So I'm walking away with 250. Exactly. Yeah, a lower number. Let's go back to the young doctor buying into a practice. Should he buy in all at once? Can he set it up so it's staged over a number of years? And if he, again, does not like the practice, can just walk away? You know, I find a lot of times that the the young doctor who's typically 35 and the selling doctor who's typically in his 60s, 70s, he's generally going in and buying all of it at once, maybe after a little employment period. Generally, that case, he buys out the, the doctor. If it's a big practice, he might buy-in over phases. So I would say, but in most cases, the the doctors go in, the younger doctor goes in and buys out the the older doctor. But the older doctor becomes such a great mentor for that young doctor in every way, of course, as a practitioner, but as a businessman too, because this young doctor has never owned a, a business and has never dealt with payroll and personnel issues and all the issues of any business. And that older doctor stays for a period of time as he phases out. Are these young guys, are they financing their buyouts? Are they having their father-in-law give them $100,000? How are they coming up with the cash since they don't have any? In a lot of cases today, there are definitely some banks out there that will make loans for young doctors who are buying out of practice. And the SBA is actually doing a great job as well. What kind of interest rates are we looking at for a doctor trying to secure one of those loans? It can be around prime? You can be very, especially with the SBA, you can be right around prime. It's very, very good financing. So that's one option. And a lot of people don't even look to that option because they think, oh, 
there are no assets. There's nothing here, you know, but that doesn't matter. You've got a good, viable business or practice. So there are definitely banks that love it because they love doctors actually have some of the best ratings for collections. I mean, it's if you're going to make a loan, you want to make it to a doctor, is the old joke. The second scenario is that selling doctor who's retiring will very, very frequently finance some of that purchase price for the young doctor. Because in most cases, that 35-year-old doctor just simply, there's no way that they could have the cash personally. Literally, by the time they got out of medical school, they, they haven't been in the workforce that long. On that note, I would like to thank our guest, Mike Ryan, very much for coming on the show. We've been talking with the founder of Medical Mergers Group, Mr. Mike Ryan. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and thanks for listening. 